Hi gang, thanks for downloading this classic episode of News Fighters. Just a reminder, if you're looking for new original episodes of News Fighters, they're now over on the Irrational Fear podcast feed. So search for Irrational Fear on your podcasting app or go to irrationalfear.com for all new episodes of News Fighters. In the meantime, enjoy this classic News Fighters episode. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This is News Fighters. Where we fight the news so you don't have to. With your dial-in hand. Yes, hello, fighters. I'm Dylan Bain, creator of the podcast News Fighters, Australia's favorite wacky clips-based news comedy analysis podcast. Now, we're currently on indefinite hiatus, just like regular climate patterns. Remember them? Maybe they'll be back someday. Who knows? Yes, as soon as I heard that Queen Camilla was getting her own podcast, I decided, you know what? I'm not needed here anymore. My work is done. I'm checking out. Now, I do hope to be back at some point, but in the meantime, I thought I'd keep the podcast feed active by sharing some of my all-time favorite and least topical uh, segments from our run of over 125 episodes over the last five years. And first up this week is an all-time fan favorite from August 2021. It was right in the middle of lockdown, and I decided, what a perfect time to listen to all 20 episodes of Christopher Pine's podcast, Pine Time and regurgitate all the highlights into a potpourri of off-putting self-absorption. I hope you enjoy it. More than I enjoyed listening to his podcast. So right now, as I record this, Sydney is entering its third month of lockdown as the third Delta wave of the COVID-19 pandemic here in Australia is turning out to be the biggest yet in terms of daily case numbers. So I figured now might be a good time to take a week off from all the depressing Delta pandemic news and maybe look at some of the hilarious post-political vanity projects from some of our ex-politicians. And of course, I'm talking about podcasts. Yes, it's hard to believe that after their careers fizzle, these white middle-aged men would embark on making indulgent, pointless podcasts that nobody wants to listen to. Who who on earth would uh, waste their time doing that? This month, former Australian Prime Minister and world-famous onion eater Tony Abbott launched his own podcast with the uh, right-wing think tank, the Institute of Public Affairs, called Australia's Heartland with Tony Abbott. And uh, I'll be honest, the theme music made me want to shirt front whoever's responsible. Australia's Heartland with Tony Abbott is your voice. Each week, Tony and I discuss mainstream Australian values, the future of the Australian way of life, family, community and Australian culture. 
Yes, yeah, so nothing says Australian culture more than banjo music that sounds like the theme from the Beverly Hillbillies. Yeehaw! I get the feeling the impetus for Tony Abbott launching his podcast was probably that his former colleague and former Liberal Party Education and Defence Minister, Christopher Pine, launched one back in 2019. Now, if you haven't heard of Christopher Pine, he was a gaff machine while he was in Parliament, uh, like famously this time when he was Education Minister. You're the one who made it very clear yesterday. You you made it very clear yesterday. And I've dealt with it. That you had to get the reform bill through, otherwise the 1,700 positions would go. I'm a fixer. How did you fix it? I fixed it by funding it in another way, which you'll find out in the budget. Why can't you tell us? I want it to be a surprise for you. All right. I've cleared it away. And we'll find out how later on. I fixed it. Yes, and I know that seemed awkward at the time, but now just claiming you've fixed everything when you obviously haven't is basically the official communication strategy of our Prime Minister. We've overcome the difficulties of the vaccination program, putting in General Fruin at the beginning of June, have really helped turn that around. So anyways, Christopher Pine retired from politics in 2019 after spending 26 years in Parliament leading uh, Prime Minister Scott Morrison to say this. I mean, Christopher Pine has spent more time in this place than he's been on the planet. Scott Morrison there accidentally confirming alien life forms do indeed walk among us. And of course, they live in Adelaide. Christopher Pine is also well known for poking fun at his own upper class upbringing in Adelaide, uh, like in his farewell speech to Parliament. Mr Speaker, I've had a fortunate life. I don't have a log cabin story like so many people in this place. Although I once did have to get my own lemon for a gin and tonic, which I'm... (laughs) (laughs) That's funny, because uh, liberal politicians are all uh, upper-class toffs who believe they're born to rule and are used to having servants. (laughs) Hilarious. Uh, So from politics, Pine jumped into the new media landscape, launching his podcast Pine Time in 2019. He's traded in the green benches of Parliament House for the voice booth putting together his very own podcast. And when Southern Cross Stereo asked me to do a podcast, well, first I had to look up what they were, of course, because I thought <laughs> podcasting was like shelling peas. Yes, yeah, so great to hear Stereo giving a podcast to someone who didn't even know what a podcast was. Mind you, this isn't uncommon in the Australian media landscape. I hear that Nick Giannopoulos got the offer to make The Wog Boy without ever having seen a movie before. It was also surprising that Christopher Pine got offered a job in new media. I mean, he's not known for being tech savvy. I mean, we all remember that he couldn't keep his Twitter account secure. A homosexual pornographic video was accessed and liked by Christopher Pine's official Twitter account early this morning. Uh, Did you like the gay porn? Well, Carl, obviously uh, it's very annoying that my uh, Twitter account was hacked on Thursday morning at 2am. Yes, in fact, he's so non-tech savvy, he admitted on the podcast he doesn't even know how to use an iPad. You know, like a toddler can. I had an iPad once. Did you? I never turned it on. They gave it to me. The defense, they gave it to One of the government departments gave it to me and said, this is your iPad, Minister, mm. and you're going to be sent all of your cabinet documents on this iPad. Mm. And so you need to put your password in and this is it and it's all very secure. Yeah. And I gave it to my um, one of my advisors and said, this is the iPad with all the cabinet documents <laughs> on it and uh, I don't intend to use it at all. Yes, you've got to love the Liberals, the real party for meritocracy there. Uh, what do we do with the guy who doesn't know how to use an iPad? Let's make him the Minister for Industry, Science and Innovation. Yes, well, when Malcolm made me the Minister for Industry, Innovation and Science, I really kind of felt I should explain to him that I wasn't very good at things like innovation. <laughs> 
That's my thing. Anyways, Pine Time has gone for two seasons and he's made 20 excruciating episodes. And if you're wondering what kind of an idiot would torture themselves by listening to all 20 episodes, well, you're looking at him right here. What do you think I do on my weeks off? Lie on the beach? No, I'm wacky clip hunting. Now, unlike the Tony Abbott podcast, uh, this one is actually hosted by Christopher Pine. And it's a pretty standard interview show and in that he has on his high profile friends to have a chat. You know, people like Scott Morrison, Anthony Albanese, Annabelle Crabb, Peter Hellyer, Wally Dully, people like that. One of the most high profile guests was former Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull, who came on Pine Time, I think just so Christopher Pine could hit him up for some free holiday accommodation. Do you still have an apartment in New York? We do, yeah. We have oh, it on lovely. the Upper West Side. Yeah. I have to look forward to staying there one day. Sure, I'm sure you'd be a very, very welcome guest myself. Yes, and on that episode, Pine seemed uh, absolutely flabbergasted that Malcolm Turnbull would catch public transport and chat with members of the general public. And I've seen you buying your own train tickets and ferry tickets and chatting on the ferry to from Kirribilli House across to your home with the punters on the ferries or on the trains without even a care in the world. Yes, and what do you expect from Pine? I mean, here's a man who seems to despise the general public so much that he seemed to relish being burned in effigy form by students when he was the education minister. Because they said to me, do you mind the fact that the uh, they're burning your effigy on Spring Street? And I said, look, I wouldn't mind so much that they could actually get it alight. <laughs> I'd say they must be art students because the science students would certainly know that the propellant that they're trying to use is not going to light that plastic. And that's funny because he loved making higher education completely unaffordable for an entire generation of young people. Oh, well, pip, pip, time for another G&T, butler. Pine Time also showcased Pine's unique interviewing style in which he basically ignores whatever the subject is talking about and instead winds up looking like a toffee-nosed buffoon himself. Like, for example, when he was interviewing the artistic director of the Adelaide Festival, Rachel Healy, and he just went off on a tangent about stealing a blanket off an elderly woman. Perfect example of what festivals can do that that uh, which is to go outside the four walls of an art centre and create a site-specific it was cold experience. cold the night that I was there, I must say. Yes, I think... But I, I dressed poorly. Oh, right. <laughs> I should have worn. <laughs> I dressed for the summer and, of course, as soon as the sun, the sun was gone, I was, I was in deep trouble. But well, I think I pushed some old lady, you know, pushed old <laughs> I pulled an old lady's rug from next to me on half onto me and half onto her. I think she just generously allowed me to. <laughs> yes, and as a man who spent 26 years in federal politics, don't expect him to offer any geopolitical insights or behind-the-scenes banter on his podcast. Why on earth would you want to talk about that on a political podcast when you can talk about your old clothes. I've got something to reveal to you about tracksuits. Okay. I have a tracksuit. I don't believe you. I, I have recently acquired a 1981 Calvin Klein reproduction tracksuit. <laughs> so I had some seersucker white pants that were um, puffy in the thighs and and came in at the ankles. Carolyn bought me a pair of thongs years ago when she was buying thongs for the children and said, here's some thongs. I said, what am I going to do with those? What do you wear to the beach? Boat shoes. Uh, then surprise, surprise, the episode with billionaire transport owner Lindsay Fox wasn't a deep dive into the future of logistics or transport policy in Australia. No, no, no. Instead, it was an excuse to reminisce about Lindsay's lavish birthday party where Bert Bacharach played. Bert Bacharach put on a great show. He did, didn't he? And I might have had a couple of too many champagnes, I think, because I, as he was leaving, I raced over to him and gave him a very warm embrace. Oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> nice. 
tickets. My wife was terribly embarrassed and said, what do you think you're doing? I said, I've always loved Bert Bacharach. He's fantastic. Oh, the Liberals really are the party of the suburban battlers, aren't they? What tradie from Western Sydney hasn't also accosted Bert Bacharach at one of their billionaire mates' birthday parties? That's relatable content. Get Christopher Pine, his own Triple M drive show, right now. The other thing I notice listening to every single episode is uh, Christopher Pine seems to still have a chip on his shoulder over a bad essay mark from uni in the 1980s. I wrote my first legal essay about the dismissal in Adelaide Uni and I got 30%. And I went to see the professor. That's more than you should have got. (laughs) I chose to write my first constitutional law one essay about the dismissal, Mm. for which I got 30%. And the lecturer took me aside afterwards and said, you have to understand, in the Adelaide Uni Law School, you can't write about anything political. Otherwise, you'll never get more than 30%. I said, really? They said, yes. I said, I never did, never went near politics again. Yes, and if only he'd never gone near politics again in real life too, then the whole of Australia could have benefited. Pine also relishes reminding his high-profile guests that he's a published author. But don't expect any insights into the creative process or tips on writing or publishing. No, no, no. Pine is just here to brag about his mediocre sales figures. A letter to my children, which sold 3,500 copies, and my most recent book, The Insider, which has now sold over 14,000, according to Hashit. And on its way further. Which is quite a good that's a, in Australia for non-fiction. That's absolutely. Good. That's excellent. So my book sold about 14,000 copies now. That's good. That is a lot. That's a lot for a politician. Sure. For non-fiction. Yeah, yeah definitely. Bestseller non-fiction is about 4,000 copies. Mm. Yes, in many ways, Pine Time is a lot like the classic political interview series Frost Nixon, uh, except if David Frost spent the entire time telling Richard Nixon about his Calvin Klein tracksuits and minuscule book sales figures. Another insight I garnered from the show is, despite his image as a silver spoon-born Adelaide aristocrat, he's actually incredibly cheap as he refused to even give Gladys Berejiklian a copy of his book. No, no, I might even <laughs> sign it for you. If that would be lovely. Have you got a copy here? <laughs> I haven't sadly, I thought you'd give me something for doing this. Race out. <laughs> no, you get a warm inner glow. Oh, gosh, okay. It's a warm inner glow. I get something for doing it, though. Mm. Yeah, now that's the sound of a satisfied podcast guest, if I've ever heard one. Mm. Christopher Pine also admitted to Gladys that he won't even buy a book unless he's in it. In fact, I'd stop at the bookshop in the airports in Canberra and I think, I'd look at the book and think, oh, it's not got me in it. They can get stuffed. No. I'm not even going to buy this book. No. I'm not in it. Speaking of airports and flying, Christopher used his uh, episode with former Senator Amanda Vanstone to lay out his complex and detailed plans on how to hijack an aeroplane. I don't know why they bothered, you know, bothered to ban bloody knives and forks on the plane if I wanted to take over a plane. I could stick a chopstick or something down through their eyeball and pull yeah, it out. HB pencil in the an eyeball. HB pencil in the eyeball. Or the eardrum, incidentally. That'll work. Mm. Grab them by the back of the hair, and shove an HB pencil in and go tap, tap. <laughs> and believe me, they're ready to do what you want. To be fair, killing a person with a pencil is actually taught in schools in South Australia. Anyways, if you haven't picked it up yet, the overarching theme through all 20 episodes of Pine Time is that Christopher Pine loves talking about himself, something not lost on his high-profile guests. You see what's happened here? You've asked me a question, I've answered it, and no, then you've responded with an with, anecdote. I know, uh, I'm sorry. Well, that's my style, you see? <laughs> that's my brilliant interviewing style. <laughs> see, and now we've got it back to me again. 
So you can try I don't think hardest. we've ever got it away from you yet, to be <laughs> you honest. You can do your best. <laughs> Is this about me or you? Both of us. Right. When people come on this podcast, do they always spend the entire time talking about you or do we no, talk about no, other people? No, we let them talk about themselves for 20% Good. of the time. Good. Even Christopher Pine finally seemed to notice that some of his guests were dropping hints. But in It's our- tricky interviewing people, isn't it? Well, it is actually. So, was this podcast as bad as you thought it was going to be? <laughs> if only Pine had listened to his own instincts. When I was fantasising about what jobs I might have post-politics, not recently but years ago, <laughs> and thinking I might actually not be qualified for anything. Yeah, Christopher, you were right. Definitely not hosting a podcast, that's for sure. If only you'd done one of the other jobs you wanted to do. I thought the two jobs that I could do yeah. would be an information officer at the airport. Yeah. The second job was yeah. being one of those dancers on a cruise ship. <laughs> yeah, and at least if you were a dancer on a cruise ship, you wouldn't be subjecting podcast audiences to whatever this is. I had a lovely conversation with a man whose name was Dozer on Kangaroo Island one day, which was humiliating for my children at a barbecue in a shed, a sharing shed. And Dozer was a local contractor, and Dozer said... <laughs> um, I don't think Dozer was his christened name. (laughs) (laughs) And he looked like a Dozer, all right? So Dozer said, what's what you play, mate? But look, all this nonsense I encountered listening to all 20 episodes of Pine Time has actually inspired me. In fact, I'm announcing that I'm launching my brand new recurring segment, A Whiff of Pine. Yes, on every episode of News Fighters from now on, I'm going to be signing off with a hilarious or at least... Slightly off-putting, out-of-context clip of Christopher Pine from his podcast, Pine Time. Like this one. I think board games teach you a lot. They do. They do. They do. Or this one where he talks about what a great person Pauline Hanson is. In all our personal dealings with Pauline, my personal dealings with Pauline Hanson, she's been more than charming. Or this one where he talks about his great life during lockdown with his wife. She has been very fortunate to have me at home. Uh, mm where I've been assisting her with a bit of advice about cooking and tidying and what the house should look like and what should go in the garden. Mm. She doesn't pay any attention to me, of course, with my advice. A distracting vignette coming to the end of every episode of News Fighters. So hopefully you stop asking yourself, was this podcast as bad as you thought it was going to (laughs) be? Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Anyway, so I hope you enjoyed this classic episode of News Fighters. If you want to check out some of our all-time favorite episodes and segments, I've got a whole bunch of playlists set up on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash newsfighters. And if you like this episode, why don't you buy me a coffee? Just to remind me people are actually listening to this at buymeacoffee.com slash newsfighters. And if you want to keep in touch with what's happening with me uh, outside of newsfighters, I'm Dylan Bain. My Twitter is at dialabolical, D-Y-L-A-B-O-L-I-C-A-L. Or you can email me at dylan at newsfighters.com. And we're probably not posting there, but we are on social media on Twitter and Instagram at newsfighterspod. Now, just because Newsfighters isn't happening at the moment doesn't mean there's not other great Aussie news comedy podcasts you can tune into. So why not dial up my mates over at Irrational Fear and The Chase Report for some news comedy lols. And finally, a huge thank you to everyone who's listened to and supported the podcast over the past five years. All our guests, all our Patreon supporters, all our coffee buyers, our regular contributors, Stefan Puzzer and Beck Melrose, Dan Illich at Irrational Fear for all the support and throwing us a lifeline, and to you for listening to this right now. We hope to be back in the future, but in the meantime, keep fighting and bye for now. This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. I didn't like squirting the vomit out of the front veranda. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.